And welcome, everybody, to the return of the Wiz Wit Podcast. Yes, we're back. A year later, we are finally back. Things are finally situated, and sports are back. We didn't know if we were going to have a baseball season there for, for a little bit, but the Phillies are making moves, and we are going to talk about it. As always, I am your host, Anthony DeStefano, and my co-host, rejoining the show, Matt. What's going on, brother? A lot. A lot's going on. It's been a busy, busy time for Philly sports fans lately, so I'm glad we were able to, to rejoin this and, and get back to it. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because, like, even like when I was doing WizWit by myself and I mean you started doing it, I was so invested in in Philly sports, but it was just such a downtime. It wasn't the most fun time to be a fan. We had a lot of drama. We had the Wentz drama. We had the Simmons drama. We had it was just drama, drama, drama. And now we have this this the Sixers team that literally has put like a shot into the veins of the city of Philadelphia. Yeah. And we're all fanatics. I mean, the Sixers to me are appointment television, right? You have the Eagles, um, Jalen Hurts taking over the helm and them actually backing a quarterback, right? They're actually yeah. saying this is our guy when there's a lot of quarterbacks out there this, this uh, offseason and they stuck to their guns with Hurts. Now watch, we're saying this and tomorrow they'll trade for fucking Baker Mayfield. <laughs> right, or take a, take a QB in the first round of the draft. Yeah, but they they've they've stuck to that and they kind of have a game plan. The Flyers are terrible, but it's it, this is the process for the Flyers now. We're in those kind of years, and the Phillies to me are the second most exciting team right now, behind the Seventy Sixers. So we have a lot to cover tonight, and we will. But first, we said um, we said goodbye to I think one of the greatest Philadelphia athletes of all time. Um, I think one of the top three greatest flyers of all time. Um, a guy that I, uh, I've i done shows on solo, me and Matt have talked about together. Claude Giroux is no longer a Philadelphia flyer. Um, after his thousandth game, they did trade him to the Florida Panthers. And Claude Giroux, to me, is the most underappreciated um Philadelphia athlete of all time. And it's it's funny because it, it kind of coincides. I saw a post, um, one of our favorite pro wrestlers passed recently. And, you know, we're both wrestling fans. And it said, you you don't uh, know how much you love someone until you can't. And I think the city of Philadelphia is about to find that out with Giroux because he's been our constant. And now that we can't love him like, you know, we did, it's going to hurt. And I think Giroux represented the organization so well he was a great leader maybe a silent leader people wanted him to be more vocal to me the guy left down the ice he never took a shift off he was he was a flyer and he'll always be a flyer and he was it's a different hockey league it's not the broad street bullies anymore it, but he was the man he was the man Claude Giroux was the guy and he was fourth in like the past 11 or 12 years he ranks fourth in points so it's not like the guy was a slouch. He was a top player in the NHL. Um, I'm going to give some more thoughts. But, Matt, what do you think about, about Claude Giroux moving on? Uh, I know I'm rooting for the Panthers this year. Yeah, it was, it was a little weird to see him in, in that hat. Um, you know, it would be weird to see him in the jersey uh, for the rest of the season. I do hope he finds the success. He definitely earned it. Um and he's just been synonymous with the Flyers for the last decade now. You know, if, if you've been a fan of Philadelphia Flyers in the, these last few years, then, you know, that's that's kind of all you know for a lot of people 
growing up as Flyers fans, it's going to be a totally different landscape of the team. But he was kind of one of those guys that embraced Philly. He always loved the city. You could tell. I mean, he wanted to be here, wanted to stay here, wanted to succeed here. So I think he gave it his all. You can't really blame him for for moving on at this point. He did. He did. Here's a funny thing, though. He didn't want to like leave for good. He right. literally went to to Fletcher and said, "Hey, um, am I coming back next year?" And gave and said, "If I'm coming back, you can trade me wherever. Can you guarantee yeah. I'm going to be a flyer?" And they couldn't guarantee it. So I'm proud of Claude Drew because once in his life he was self- for once in his life he was selfish and he made the decision and said, "No, I want to go here." Then, if you're not promised me a chance back on this roster, I'm just going to go where I want to go. And I think that's fair. I think that's yeah. really fair. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he gave enough to the city at this point that, you know, if they weren't really into, willing to do that for him, then and he, he certainly had the right to, to just kind of go where he wanted to at that point. I still do think there's an opportunity and a, and a chance for a reunion in the offseason. We'll see. I think, especially if, if Briere is kind of elevated by that point, I, I could see that being a more likely situation. But I love that Briere is looking. Briere is my favorite flyer of all time. So I'm so happy that he is part of this organization, right? Yeah. It, it, it's it's just so it's so weird because like there's accolades and there's milestones that we've we've seen, but man, Claude Giroux's thousandth game was the most bittersweet thing. And I I tuned out. I'm going to be honest with you. I tuned out of the Flyers this year because I'm not going to spend my time on a team that's not trying. And a lot of times, beginning of the year, middle of the year, they felt like they weren't trying. They've picked it up a little bit. But during that, like, what, 11-game losing streak, were they trying? Mm -hmm. Did it even look like they were playing? They weren't skating hard. They wanted to be there. And I'm not going to want to watch you if you don't want to be there, right? I'm not wasting three hours a night watching a team aggravate me. I'm already aggravated enough. Um, it, it's it's just that Claude Giroux, I, you know, I love that they let him get to 1,000. I yeah. love that they gave him that moment. I love that they gave him that honor. Um, and then they, they gave him, you know, what he wanted and traded him. Uh, there's a huge, huge curve of where the Flyers are and where they need to be. And I right. don't think they're anywhere close to where they need to be. I think you have a nice uh, young goalie that you that you refuse. Like the Flyers refuse. It's every Philly team has something, right? Mm-hmm. The Flyers refuse to get defense. The Eagles refuse to get a linebacker. The Sixers refuse to get a power forward. The Phillies refuse to get relief pitching. Like yeah. every city or every team in the city has one of those. They just don't address the issue. And until they address that defense, the Flyers aren't going anywhere. And I'm going to be honest with you, looking at this roster, I don't see anyone who is worthy this year of wearing the C for next season. Yeah, I would agree. And I I, I mean, I you have to also look at the injury factor. And that mm-hmm. certainly played a point. You know, I, I think if they aren't as snake bitten, you know, with, with a lot of the injuries with Couturier, with, with Ellis, um, you know, we probably see a different team this season and maybe Claude doesn't, he doesn't have to leave. Yeah. Um, so it's, it'll be interesting to see, but you're absolutely right right now. You don't, no one really jumps out as someone who's deserving of the C. Someone I mean, who's going to be that take charge person. I'm on the Couturier, Couturier bandwagon. If, yeah. if, if it's anyone, maybe him, but I, I don't see that maybe Provy. Yeah. Um, but 
I mean, even those two are just kind of more fan favorites than actual like leaders. It feels like it feels like a Mike Richards like captain, right? Yeah. Where it's yeah. like Mike Richards was a captain, but Chris Pronger was on the team. Like there's Chris right. Pronger was the captain. Like <laughs> it's yeah. It's Richards be... was just kind of the best player on the team, mm-hmm. most talented anyway. So they just gave it to him. I think Giroux was actually just kind of the guy that took charge all the time and actually earned that C and. And yeah, they they don't have anyone that it's that take charge personality right now. It's depressing times to be a Flyer fan because we lost our captain. We're not going to win anything this year. It's going to be a long off season, and uh, they have a lot of holes to address. So hopefully, next time we talk about the Flyers, because we're not going to be talking about them much, they've addressed some of these issues. Right? Um, I don't see us talking about them for the rest of their season. Right. Um, because what are they yeah, playing I mean, for? What are they aren't likely? So it's it would be most just who's going to earn their spot on this team next year. It's really a, a tryout. I, I, I think blow it up, man. I really do. Th- I've thought it for years. Now that Giroux's gone, I was a big proprietor on keeping it to all all together for for G. Because two years ago, weren't they like the best team in hockey? And then COVID yeah. hit, and then. I mean, and even still, when 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 they had the bubble Stanley Cup, I mean, the Flyers were kind of everyone's favorite to mm-hmm. to take it and run with it at that point. And then they just ran into the Islanders, and it was done. And a thing the Flyers have to do, and we'll get off this. I just every time I talk about the Flyers, it's like things that they can do. They need to get faster. They need to play like a Western Conference hockey team because I know that they're in the East, but speed kills. Speed kills, and they refuse to get fast. <laughs> like, yeah, they have fast players, but the line's not fast. Like all those years, I, I want to say the organization failed Giroux a little bit mm-hmm. because all those years they put Giroux in this spot to be a goal scorer, and he's not. He's a playmaker. Look at the years when he had Briere and Hartnell and Yager. Look at those yeah. years and tell me that Claude Giroux. That's when he was on the cover of video games. He was the best player in hockey. You know, he was right up there with Crosby, right up there with Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. I feel like the organization tried to make him something he's not, much like they did Voracek. Voracek wasn't a goal scorer. He had one good playoff run, and they're like, let's throw money at this guy, and he could score goals. That wasn't ever his thing. That yeah. wasn't ever his thing. So a lot, a lot needs to change in the organization, but an organization that is changing a lot and – um, you know, I know Matt's pumped because he is now a season ticket holder. The Philadelphia Phillies are fightings, right? They're out there right. spending money, breaking the luxury tax. They're going to be paying it, and they don't care because literally they just want to drink beer and hit dingers. That's all they want to do. What a powerful lineup. So they sign Swarber and Castellanos for the same money that Chris Bryant one. I, I was big on Chris Bryant coming here until I saw what is 187 million crazy deal he got from Colorado, man. But like crazy. what but what has he I mean Chris Bryant three years ago, yeah. He's kind of tailed off, right? Like it's, it's even stranger that it's Colorado who was just kind of like dumping assets a year ago. Mm-hmm. Like t- giving up they never they, they never hold prospects. Contracts. They never yeah. hold good players. Like they, they just, they groom like 
great players and just trade them. It's like the Marlins. Right. It's like that's what they do. It's like they're just the farm system for the rest of the league. Um, yeah, the Orioles. Yeah. How do you feel about these signings of Castellanos and uh, Swarber? I mean, I I got my season ticket planned for this year for the Phillies, and I'm going to be sitting in right field. So when they signed Schwarber, I was really excited because you know he's probably going to hit like 40 bombs mm-hmm. <laughs> into that right field porch all season. And then when they add Castellanos too, I mean that that just kind of showed you that this team is finally ready to to be serious. You know, spending up to the luxury tax threshold these past few seasons, I think, was disheartening because you know Philly's a big market and it seemed like they weren't ready to spend money like the big market clubs do, like your LA is like the Yankees. The, Do- the Dodgers don't care. They don't no, care. They don't not. care. And, and, you know, Philly doesn't have the farm system that, that we can kind of say, okay, well, we'll spend X amount on this position and, and hope these young guys come in. Like, they have to spend the money at this point while they're retooling the farm system. I think that's what they did. You know, mm-hmm. they they finally said these next five years – you know, we're going to rebuild. You got the, the best player system, in baseball in his prime. The best guys on this team mm-hmm. to, to slug. I mean, that that lineup, man, looking like even one through six. So wait, so this dangerous. is how I'm thinking of it: Swarber lead off. Yep. Segura two, mm-hmm. Harper three, Nikki fourth, Real Muto five, Hoskins six, DD seven. Yep. That that lineup right there. Could yeah, hit I mean, over we, 170 home runs combined. Yeah, Just those. If we, if we first get a seven. return of DD even a little bit, and yeah, I think honestly, he's going to bounce can, back. He was hurt. Slot Hoskins in, you know, probably at two as well. Just because he walks so much, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to be your contact guy anymore. Like let let Reese hit second, and then put Segura's like sure bat at at the sixth spot, so you're not getting Hoskins has to have a year this year, right? Yeah. Isn't it a contract year? Yeah, he just I saw yeah. he just signed the arbitration deal. Yeah. So so yeah. I mean, he only is, hit twenty seven last year. He's he's in the he's I mean, not he was on it hair though before yeah. he got hurt last year. He's not year. hitting was, over two fifty, right? He what did he hit? What yeah. did he end last year? You bring in Nikki, who's batting 309, 36 home runs or thirty five home runs, a hundred RBI, and you're putting up behind Harper who had thirty five home runs, eighty some RBI. Yeah. Like it's almost not fair. It, it's it, it, offensively anyway. Offensively. I mean, now I don't know. They're going to give up some runs. They are going to. Okay. So their, their defense is a liability. Uh My problem with the Philadelphia Phillies are they never want to address the bullpen. It's like the same guys, but different last names. That's all it is. It's like, yep. It's like, oh, we're going to bring this guy in for one year on a prove me deal. And it's like, you've done that. And it doesn't work. Like gone are the days of Romero to Matson to Lidge, right? Like, yeah. We yeah, knew it. Time. If we got to Romero in the seventh and Matson in the eighth, you knew it done. was over. It was done, yeah. right? Gone are those days. And um, I just, I think that they need to address the 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 relief pitching. And I'm not the biggest Odubel fan. Yeah. I'm I'm better with them bringing him back at center field because of what they just got. Right, because mm-hmm. they have so much power. Um, what do you what do you think of of their defense? What do you think they need to address in the field? Um, the center field position, for one, yeah, is one that, of the most important positions. That was mainly it. I mean, we we keep hearing. I mean, Didi's defense fell off a lot. You know, Alec Bohm's defense. That that I, I'm scared of, of Alec Bohm at third oh. base, man. 
That's that's a tough side of the infield. That that I think is probably you know we'll we'll see what Stott can do at, at shortstop. You know maybe if he can slide in at third, that would be better and just bring in you know let Baum and and Reese alternate at first alternate base and, and a DH. I like that. I mean, that. That's probably your best bet. I I think you can probably get away with putting Castellanos in center like a couple times a year too if we need to. To do that, but I mean, will I mean, Harper that, play those center? Those are our biggest. Will Harper play center? Because I mean, he's athletic enough. He would probably be open to it as well. Um, Is he quick enough? But, but the, and that's the thing too. You could probably put him there maybe ten games. Yeah, you know, put put Nick there ten games. But I really wanted to see them upgrade off of what they had in center field. To, so for them to run that back is a little disappointing. Yeah, if uh, if listen, as, of Oduble off the field too. Oh yeah, he's a. Just, I'm not going to cheer for that guy, but it's not. Yeah, you don't like to have someone like that on your team. And that was the first move they announced. And I'm like, are you yeah. tone deaf? Like yeah. you're announcing this out of all the things, like right? Like wait, even if like no like one's at, knocking on the door for a Duba Herrera. Like at, at this point in center field this year, I really wish they would have just gave it to to Mickey. Said, yeah, this just is hit. your year. You have to prove yourself. Prove it. Mm-hmm. If you can't do it this year, then that's kind of it for you. You know, they did that in the past, you know, with Roman Quinn. Uh, it was it was proved to us that you can make it in center field, and he, he, he didn't show make enough, it. so mm-hmm. he was gone. And, you know, do that with, with Moniak, and, and we don't have to do retreads of, of Oduble again. Um, and, like, boom at third, right? Um, boom, that's our weakness. Third base, you need a strong third baseman to win. I mean the the hot corner, right? And and when is the last time the Phillies have had a, a solid third base? Pedro Feliz, right? Like defensively, Feliz was Pedro. Great, F- but, but that's what I'm talking. He so that, also kind of a black hole on offense. But this is what's proven my point, though. They had the power that they could have a defensive third baseman. This yeah. Phillies team reminds me much of the teams that won the World Series offensively because of the power. You know, you got to think of the 08 Phillies and the 09 Phillies that went to the World Series. Utley, Rollins, Howard, Worth, uh, and then Abanez. Like, they were all hitting 30 home runs, right? They were all hitting, well, I mean, Rollins was hitting 20, but like Utley, Worth, they're they're all 25 to 35, and then Howard's hitting 45 to 50. You could have Pedro Feliz there. Yeah. Right? You could, and here's the thing: Ruiz was a Ruiz was an amazing game caller. Real Muto is the best catcher in baseball, offensively and defensively. So you don't have that hole either. Let me ask you this then: Like, would you be open to them packaging Bomb and someone else to get a decent center fielder, and then just having your best defensive player at third base? Absolutely. I mean, that's that's kind of the route that I wanted them to go. Put put me I in the lineup and I'm protected. You <laughs> like, could probably right. You could probably <laughs> cash in on bomb at this point because the mm-hmm. stock is still high enough that you get a decent return. I mean, or we could be wrong. Everyone in your farm for a center fielder. Or we could be wrong, and this guy comes out, he he improves, and he hits 25 home runs, and or you know, he's yeah. got power. He, he looks re- he looked really good. I was invested in him last year. His defense was terrible. Yeah. Like routine ground balls getting by him or through his legs or misreading the ball or, you know, it just wasn't it wasn't fun to watch him at third base. Yeah. But like going back to you said, who's the the what the best third baseman besides Schmidt? 
Like, who have we had since Mike Smith? Scott, Scott Rowland. Rowland, right? Who, Phil, you say Scott Rowland in Philadelphia, you're still getting, hey, fuck you, buddy, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, I love Michael Franco, but. I he, love again, Franco, his, his, but his, his defense. defense in, but, yeah, I mean, he had the pop. Yeah, didn't he go <laughs> last year? Where did he go last year? He went to Kansas City. Kansas City. Wasn't said. he, like, crushing it at the beginning of the year? Yeah. But I mean, that was par for the course with Franco. Oh, yeah. He, he would match like 15 home runs in April through June, and then he'd hit two the rest of the season. I wish we were just sitting here saying that Dominic Brown was our center fielder and everything worked out, right? But it did. <laughs> My man's playing in Mexico right now. Yeah. Uh, top prospect in baseball. God. And then he had that year where he was the all star. Yeah. It was so promising. Yeah, didn't he do home run derby? No, no, it was a just all star game. That it was year. the all star game. He had like twenty five home runs like at the 20, break, yeah. um, and insane. then and then like he got hurt, and they sent him down to the minors, and then never, never again. again. Yep, and it's just that was. It's just this outfield. Like, luckily we have Bryce, right? You're, you yeah. know, Bryce is the the MVP, which we haven't done a show. My God, when we were talking about it, I think we both said that we. Thought Bryce Harper was going to have an MVP like season, yeah. Um, and then we kind of went away because we our last episode was in April last year. Come back this year, Bryce Harper won MVP. But if you would have told me two, three months into the year that Bryce Harper, the guy wasn't even an All Star, no. Yeah, what I mean, he, he did in the second half is he I, took that dead horse and carried it the whole way. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, the Phillies should have had. MVP and Cy Young last year. I think oh, Wheeler my God. Wheeler's up. amazing, too, yeah. Still, man. I mean, the, the front of the rotation this year, if, if we get a return to form Aaron Nola, mm-hmm. and Wheeler kind of keeps up with what he did, um, you know, and we'll see if Eflin comes back. I, I think that's always kind of thing. Suarez looked good end of the last season. I think they have enough in terms of depth with starting pitching, like, Finally, Vinny Velasquez is gone. You don't have to worry about yeah. it Wait, until tomorrow, <laughs> right? <laughs> when somehow they trade or sign him or whatever, wherever <laughs> Vinny went, you know, oh, this, you know, it's an arm that knows us, you know. They, I want to say he just signed a deal with someone too. Somebody's actually signed he's on, Vinny. He's on the White Sox. Yeah. God bless him. <laughs> signed a one-year, three million dollar contract mm. with the White Sox. Is this Vinny Velasquez was he ever going to throw a no hitter or give up nine in the first? <laughs> Again, and I, I think we talked about it last year. Like he would have been great in the bullpen as like your setup. He would have been a great eighth eighth inning pitcher because yeah. in in the one inning he's nasty and you're not hitting right. him. It's the, it when you get to see him finally, again, we find Sonaris kind of find his his position as setup man, and then mm-hmm. he's gone. Yeah, I don't like that he's gone. He was actually the one person I trusted. He was, he was like our staple in the bullpen. Yeah, he was the one person I was like, okay, he's in. We're we're cruising. Um, yeah. Because let's face it, not everyone's Wheeler. He, he's in the ninth. He's, he's as great as Wheeler is. Like not everyone's Doc Halliday, right? Halliday, you didn't need a relief pitcher with Doc. <laughs> like, yeah. My man's going no. eight or nine, and that's it. Like. Yeah. You know, and 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 Wheeler's the same way. He's going to go seven, eight. You just need you just need one one or two people. The problem is, what one or two people do we have? Yeah. I feel like the closing position in baseball has kind of died, though. You know, I feel like when Mariano um, left, the yeah. the closer role yeah. kind of left. Closer by committee at this point. Because you have like, to think, like... Like a, a, a legit closer anymore. I mean, is I Chapman? Or is Chapman... Is Chapman, is Chapman closing or is he in relief now for the Yankees? 
I'm not even sure. I don't watch the Yankees yeah. enough. Because to... he was a starter. And then they're like, yeah, this guy's going to throw his arm out. But, like, when we were growing up, um, not growing up, but, like, when we were coming up, when the Phillies were, were good, like, you had Lidge, you had Rivera, Wagner, Wagner, yeah. Wagner Hudson. Mm-hmm. And then you had uh, Wilson, Brian Wilson. Hoffman. So, no, Hoffman, not Hudson. Yeah, Hoffman. Yeah. Um, I feel like that era of closers kind of just, when Revere retired, they're like, okay. Yeah, there's <laughs> not really committee. Like anyone that sticks out as like the dominant closer anymore. There have been people like here or there that mm-hmm. have a crazy you, season, but it's the most important, posi- it's the most important position to yeah, me in baseball. It's, it's like a kicker. Like it's just that position that you're you never really talk about. You just want to know that you can count on whoever's mm-hmm. coming out. Like exactly. with Acres, you knew that those kicks were going in. Yep. Yep. It's like uh, the Bengals kicker. Yeah. My man, like you're just like, all right, we win. Like <laughs> I mean Elliot was Elliot was lights out this year, but last yeah. Yeah. last year. Oof. Yeah, and let's 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 transition to a team that's doing everything that we want them to, to a team that's been very quiet and scared the shit out of us all when they released Fletcher Cox. (laughs) Yeah. Like at least break some news that you're going to renegotiate with him. The Philadelphia Eagles um, are clearing a dumb amount of cap space right now, by the way. Mm -hmm. And they haven't done anything. Yeah. They're getting number three, number four receivers. I mean, there's there, I mean, is Honey Badger close. coming? I don't know. They've been close on a couple people, but yeah, they've been outbid on receivers. They were interested in Juju. He went to Kansas City. Let's just face it, and and I, I heard this on ESPN Radio. I just don't think Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts yet is a destination that free agents want to go to. With how good the, I mean, look at the AFC West. <laughs> like, yeah. the everyone wants to be there. Everyone wants to be there. You know what I mean? And now you get another great quarterback. I mean, Matt Ryan had a down year, but he's out of the NFC now. So, like, if Jalen Hurts is going to shine, this is the year. Like, we got some weak quarterbacks in the NFC now. Um, Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, our boy Carson's back in the division. I can cheer for Carson Wentz two times a year when they play the Cowboys. That's it. That's the only time I can cheer for Carson. But you know what? Carson always did right by me, in my opinion. He he didn't quit like Ben Simmons. The guy wanted right. to play. He wasn't very good, but he wanted to play. And, yeah. you know, best of luck for him. <laughs> best of luck to his knees in FedEx Field. Some, some ego problems for him, but he oh, wasn't, he's, like, loud he, about it. He definitely has some – for for Indy to just cut him like that, yeah, just, just to be like, here, give us two third rounders just to get get rid of him. There has to be more to maybe what Alshon Jeffrey was alluding to. And the more it goes on, the more Alshon Jeffrey was probably just trying to warn the Eagles. I mean, you you heard the report of him and Sproles then too, right? Well, one. So apparently, and this, this, I heard LeGarrette Blunt kind of confirm this, but Mm. during the Super Bowl run, Wentz was complaining to the other guys that were out for the season about how. Oh, they were winning without him. And Sproles was the one that had to get in his face. Yeah. about that yeah that's that's an ego thing and listen that's, and that's that's tough to overlook like, no I, I mean for, i wouldn't want that leader no. but again i mean carson's not like an i don't think he has ill intent with what he says he probably just said some dumb stuff and they See, he's hurt him. i mean he's hurt you're yeah. watching the the year that you're supposed to be mvp your backup come in and 
And you get it too. I mean, if you get benched for something, you want to see your backup backup come in and suck. Like, if yeah, you oh want yeah, the win, sure, but but you don't want them to have a good game. You don't want them to win the Super Bowl and have a statue, right? right. But he's back in the division, so welcome back, Carson. We get to see Carson twice a year. Um, but the Eagles haven't really made moves. I mean, re-signed Fletcher Cox for a year save a bunch of money, turn Slay's uh, contract into a a bonus or whatever, save a bunch of money, bring in Boston Scott back on a team-friendly deal, save a bunch of money. Every receiver that they went for has chosen elsewhere. Who's a receiver that they just signed? Um, Zach Pascal. Yeah, uh, number three, right? Like, basically, you just signed another. I mean, he's coming from Sirianni's system, and he did well under Sirianni, so it's at least encouraging there. I mean, listen, what what is your— if he had bet on football, we'd have Calvin Ridley right now. And that's the thing. Like, we would have Calvin Ridley. And, you know, shout out to Calvin Ridley for getting suspended for a year for betting on games when he was out. But people can literally domestic abuse and get two, three games. So, yeah, um, I I stand with Ridley on this. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. He should like be fucking suspended. Bucks. Yeah, and, and Deshaun yeah. Watson's gonna get eight games, and yeah. and and you're Ridley's getting what? Yeah, a whole season. Yeah, for fuck that. that. And he wasn't even yeah. like he wasn't even playing. He yeah. had no. He was hurt. He was sitting at home bored. It's stupid. I mean, it was stupid for him to do, right? It but was yeah, at like the same have time. One of your boys do that for you. But. You don't think they're all playing fantasy? You don't think they're all bet? Like, yeah. oh, hundred percent. Come on, they're all betting. They're all betting. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, about it. very underwhelming is the word for the Eagles, right? I mean, the the Eagles yeah, like I mean, the I've Eagles like waiting for the draft. Reddick signing, that's that's it. I like the Reddick signing, and that's a huge signing. Yeah. That that was a massive signing for them. But I mean, you have to think that like Howie's not just clearing this cap space for the hell of it. You have to think that there's something in play for him because he doesn't make these moves unless. He has a reason to, and not just like a, an attempt at something. Like he he has, he has something, something. That he's working on is is what the way I'm looking at it at this Who, point. What, if I'm what wrong, do you think I'm it wrong, could be? But, but what do you think it could be? Um, you know, I, I there's mean, there's not really left, big, right? Yeah, he, I mean, who's who's on the trade for, market? Who's like, you know, before? I mean, I I'm going to be honest. He'll be like a veteran receiver. Like Julio Jones is still available. He's a free right? agent, right? Yeah. So I thought I thought maybe Matt Ryan when they started clearing all that space. I was like, oh, I I'm like, oh god, they're bringing you know an old quarterback in. Like so much for yeah. standing by your guy. Um, you know, um, I'm glad they were out of the Deshaun sweepstakes. Like I don't want any part yeah. of that. Nope. Especially with Philly media. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it would just. Uh, would've been, um, would've but. I, I mean, mean they, they still have to likely resign McLeod. I would assume they're bringing him back. Yeah, they'll bring Ron back. I would assume they want to like. I assume they want to bring Stephen Nelson back because he was great for him last year, and he's probably going to be a, a bigger price tag than the the six million he made last year. So yeah. maybe they're just looking. To, I think. To bring I back think some of their guys. I think Honey Badger. I think the team has said they want uh, Tyron Matthew on the team, and I, 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 love I it. why why not? Right, yeah. like give Slay some fucking help back there. Yeah. Right, give Slay some help. But again, man, the linebacker position—it's just like they don't even. I have to. I would have to hope that they're going to go heavy in the draft with that. Do you think? I mean, they, they have three do. first round picks. They have three first round picks. Yeah. Right. They I mean, haven't they traded go, one. They, they haven't traded O-line. any line. They got to go O line, safety, and linebacker at this point. If they don't sign, they missed Honey Badger. 
they missed some great linemen too. I feel like the Cincinnati Bengals just looked at the top linemen and were like, pay you, pay you, pay you. Yep. And that's like the Eagles. Well, I mean, like, we, the Eagles line is, is pretty much coming back and they were great last year. Like Dickerson mm-hmm. really showed a ton for me. Sad that sad that Brooks retired. I, I, I was Brandon Brooks was I mean, he retired yeah. pretty young too. Um, that's a shot to us, but I mean, last year he didn't play, and we looked great. Our line was great. Kelsey coming back, that's, you, that's massive. You man. have that's... to get his replacement, though. You have to draft his replacement. Well, I think that Dickerson was initially supposed to, but then he did so well at guard. Yeah, keep him, keep him over. Stuff. Yeah, keep him over. Yeah, so I mean, I would love for them to go center in the first round mm-hmm. this year with one of those picks. Like you have three first round picks, one of those can just be a guy that's learning the I don't, system. And he, I'm popular. I don't want him to go receiver. No, you have Devontae Smith. I would like to see him use Greg Ward more. Greg Ward is a man that gets open. Rager shouldn't even be on the field. I'm sorry, I've given this guy enough chances. Right? I'm, sh- I'm willing to give Rager one more season, no, but I feel Arthur like it's Whiteside needs to be gone. We're we're, tra- we're trending towards the JJ Ortega Whiteside. We're trending towards that. That's the problem yeah, is with, with Rager. Rager is supposed to be this dynamic offensive threat. My man can't even field a punt. <laughs> like what? Like the same. A lot of the routes they have him running are just ones that you would think that he'd be able to mm-hmm. like do something with. Like Kez Watkins came in ball. and did everything he could do better than him. Like what you see in San Fran with Debo Samuel is what we were told mm-hmm. we were going to get a, with Jalen Ragor. And, you know, it, whatever the reason is, he's not doing that. So either give him the routes, give him the ability to do that, or like this season has to be the proof. That's why I really would have liked Juju. Right, because then you could have did if you did a four receiver set, you could have had Watkins and Devontae on your outside, Juju as mm-hmm. your slot, and then Rager kind of in between, and then, you know what I mean. And then he could have yeah. he could have had linebackers or safeties covering him, and he could have maybe it's a confidence thing. I don't know what it is with him, but he drops so many balls that he he you have to make those catches. That eventually at the end of the year, you saw his playing time dwindle down. But, uh, you know, there's veteran wide receivers. I mean, the playoff that you can game get. Was, was kind of it for me because mm-hmm. he, he took that game out of the Eagles' hands multiple times. Mm-hmm. He's just. Um, the defense I, finally got to stop. Listen, I don't, hate, I, I don't hate anybody. They're, they're athletes, right? They're yeah. obviously a thousand times better than we can think we could be, right? But. Yeah. When I look at this, why like I'd rather just pay Julio Jones and let him line up and see, and hopefully he has a bounce back year. And that's what I think. Um, to to kind of complete my thought, something that the Eagles like to do is wait till after draft and then sign these veteran guys. Yeah, to prove me deals like they did with Mike Wallace. Um, obviously Mike Wallace had a freak injury, and we never got to see Mike Wallace. But like they did it with um Al Sean. And Torrey Smith helped us win the Super Bowl. Alshon Jeffrey coming off a, a, a injury with the Bears comes in and helps. Literally, Alshon Jeffrey won us that Super Bowl. Like, yeah. he won us every playoff game. Like, Alshon Jeffrey was a monster. And that, you know, obviously they extend him five years or whatever after that. But, right. you know, they, they hey, we're going to pay you this. You're going to prove us. You prove it to us. Right. And Howie loves it. And it works sometimes. Yeah. I mean, with, he hits about 50% of those. So, with Jalen I mean, Hurts, you need that. You need 
you need one to work because you can't just keep lining up Rager. And Devontae Smith is going to start getting doubled because he is too good. He is too good. And I wish that Sirianni would get the ball in that guy's hands more. In the playoff game, I was sick. You have one of the most dynamic offensive players, and you're not putting the ball in. Put the ball in that man's hands. I don't care how you do it. I mean, they just need the big, sure-handed receiver for mm-hmm. the end zone. Like, that was supposed to be Jay Jaw. It's not, but they need to He's a hell of a practice player, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's that's what sucks, is he was a stud at Stanford. Mm-hmm. Like, that was all he did at Stanford, was if they got the ball in the, inside the 10, it was a touchdown, because they were just going to keep it up to him. He was going to out-jump everyone. And then he just forgot how to catch after college. Yeah. Seems to be a theme with Eagles receivers. I like Thankfully, um Devonte is not in that. Group. He's he looks great. And um yeah. Goddard Goddard's going to be Goddard's going to be solid for us. Solid. Um but the red suit offense still stinks. Yeah. It's 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 still I think that was just kind of Nick feeling it out first year too, like getting familiar with what he can and can't I think get Nick away did with. a really good job. I think and, Nick yeah, did I mean, a really good job. I mean, you saw halfway through the season he just kind of figured things out and they got better. They ran Granted, the ball. They played worse teams, but still, like you still have to beat those teams. If, if a team knows that you're going to run the ball and you still run for over 200 yards, your scheme is doing something right. 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 Because yeah, like and I, that's why I'm excited to see what we do next year because I think they're getting the personnel that fits what Sirianni, what Glennon mm-hmm. want to do on both sides of the ball, and I think we're going to see a lot better defense next year. Well, let's let's look at it this way. Jalen Hurts is the second best quarterback in the division. Like for real. Yes. This is a real statement because Dak Prescott is number one. I don't care. Be a homer and He's tell old. me that Dak stinks. No, Dak Prescott is head and shoulders above anybody right now. Can Jalen put together a year better than last year? There were still a little bit of mistakes, inaccuracy. But Jalen can do it on his feet as well in the air. I need to see more of the air game from Jalen Hurts, right? But he is the most dynamic out of all of them. You know, total package, Jalen Hurts. Wentz and Daniel Jones. Now, Wentz could either be the Carson of 17, the Carson that we saw sometimes last year, or the Carson that we saw in, in, in you know, twenty what 2020 when he was terrible for us. Right, he's a wild card. You don't know what Carson yeah. you're going to get. Jalen yeah, Hurts I mean, right now even, is the second best quarterback in this division. Even last season, when said was just so up and down. Like there was games where I'm like, weeks, how did he do that? Then, <laughs> and then Jacksonville just mm-hmm. broke him. <laughs> yep. yep, you saw that look in his eyes that he had the year before. And as yeah. soon as I saw that, because I, I was living with my parents as we were moving, I looked at my dad and said, "Well, <laughs> that game's over." And he's like, "What?" And yeah. I'm like, "Look at his face. Look." He's in his yeah. head. As soon as that dude gets in out. his head, over. It is um, over. Um, speaking of getting into someone's head, I like to get into Ben Simmons' head, right? Because Ben Simmons finally gets traded after not wanting to play because the fans expected stuff from him. Um, feelings got hurt. If his, and this is – there's sometimes where I'm like, this guy doesn't deserve the hate. And it's not hate. The – because no one like who really hates someone over right. a game, but he gets the the hate, quote unquote. You know, Scott Rowland got it. Wentz gets it. Ben Simmons must be the worst case of it, right? But oh, in yeah. my in my view, Ben Simmons deserves it yep. because this city on this show we backed him. 
Yeah. We stuck our necks out for him. Yeah, he can't score, but he can do this. We, and everyone always backed Ben Simmons. And then when we expected him to do something in the playoffs and we just wanted a little bit more, right? He's a, He couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle it. And thank God, because it's the greatest gift you ever gave us, Ben. Because when you sat out, Tyrese Maxey came into our lives, right? Yeah. And I know that we sat here for a fact um, – at least on our Twitter or whatever, we talked about Tyrese Maxey and how that was going to be the steal of the draft because I got to watch him a lot because he played with Tyler Hero. And I, I liked, I loved that team, right? So I got, to, and I'm like, man, this kid's a spark plug. This kid's a spark plug. He reminds me of like an Iverson, like kind of mm-hmm. just like energy guy where he's going to just keep driving and keep taking it to the basket and he doesn't care if he gets hit. And Tyrese Maxey right now might be the most popular athlete in philadelphia i think yeah everybody loves the kid the personality yep. you know he just has fun playing he he looks like a kid out there yeah obviously we swap ben simmons now we get james harden paired with joel Embiid. if joel Embiid doesn't win mvp this year it, it's it's bullshit like for yeah. real last year okay and i know Jokic is having another great year you take you take and beat off the sixers for the half year before they got hardened, for the sixty games before they got hardened, what are they winning? A lottery team. A lottery. Team. What are they winning? Yeah. We're looking at a top five pick. Yep. We're we're in the same boat as the Pistons and yep. the Pacers right now. Exactly. If Embiid's not on the team. Embiid's an MVP, and I've never seen. I mean, this guy's game gets better every time. He, like, Harden was there for one day. Every, every season. Harden yeah, was there now, for one day, and he does the Harden step back. And he's a roll guy now. That that was the biggest thing. Everyone was like, "Oh, you can't do the pick and roll with Embiid." Why not? Oh, yeah. He's showing you can. Yep. The only one that looks lost, and but sometimes he finds himself is Tobias. So I don't expect to be back next year. Um, yeah, I, I think that they thought their big three was going to be Tobias, Harden, and Embiid, and quickly they realized that it's Tyrese. Yep. You need to clear. This, you need though, to clear some money too. <laughs> Tobias has kind of embrace that role like he's, he's a team player i mean i love yeah. tobias respect to and him. i i have seen him step up his game defensively too because mm-hmm. offensively he's he's a mixed bag at this point you know he's he can't make the bunnies for some reason which no. is infuriating but he's getting better at the catch and shoot threes and there's been times where he will take on someone on like i mean he took on butler yesterday yeah it, like he he had to be the one to take on jimmy butler and he did and he's done that against Cleveland, like he he will take that on because Ben's not here to do that anymore. Yeah. So at least and, and I mean Thibel as good as Thibel is, Thibel's offense is about as good as mine. It's like a black hole. Yeah. yeah it's um, about as good as Ben Simmons. Yeah, it's it's bad. <laughs> Thibel really needs to improve on that yeah. because it almost becomes a liability on the court sometimes when Harden has him wide open and he, he just can't. And I yeah. and I think Thibel's great and I'm so glad we have him defensively. But, you know, he's young, and you can mold these players. That's something he needs to work on. Um, George Niang, to me, has been the unsung hero of this season, yep. right? I did not expect this guy to come in, and he. it seems like anytime you need a shot, you know, the minivan's going to hit it. Big shots. He's not afraid to take those mm-hmm. either, which is nice to see. Um, Danny Green has been inconsistent. Danny Green's yep. been Danny Green. Um and Cork Maz finally had a game. Back. <laughs> finally had a game last night, but that's what scares me. Yeah, is you get in the playoffs, 
Doc bench. Doc throws these crazy lineups out there. Like well, there, yeah. uh, one, one night I was watching, and it's like you have to have Harden and Beat and Maxi on the court. And I want it was just Tobias. I'm like, what is this line? Like, I, I, DeAndre Jordan's a nice player. He's but, fine, but I mean, we're giving DeAndre is anyone is, way too many minutes. Is right it now. is anyone worried about DeAndre Jordan? You know, beating them? No, no. You know, you need like, to have like, one of your if stars. Paul Reed some run. Yeah, Paul Reed's a very energetic, fast. The G League MVP, like, let him show what he can do at the biggest stage. Especially now, there's ten games left in the season. Yep, give him some run. Give him his tryout, ten game tryout here. See if he can make the bench rotation. Because I mean, DeAndre and Paul as the backup for Joel is just not it. Mm -mm. See, my argument, um, my argument to a lot of people is that they said that, you know, Seth Curry was the biggest piece that went in that trade. I don't think so because we can make up points. You know, Maxie just takes shots. Harden's going to make more than Curry. The biggest piece that we lost was Drummond. Easily, um, easily the best backup we've ever had. I mean, had best ball. backup. That guy's going to go get paid next year. Yep. You know, if not, I hope he comes to Philly because yeah. he loved it here yeah, and we that. loved him. But, I mean... We give up so many rebounds. Yeah. It's atrocious. That's what's going to kill us in playoff basketball is not crashing them boards. Like, yep. you need someone. And and hopefully DeAndre Jordan. It bothers me that they don't play Jordan with Embiid. Defensively, who's going to drive on that? Yeah. You know, the problem is that stretch four position now is so versatile. DeAndre Jordan doesn't have the speed to cover a Giannis-like player. Right. Like, let's be real. Um, right. but I mean, why not sometimes put in the two big men? He did, he put it in beat and drumming like once or twice. And like the crowd went nuts because it's like, who's taking it to the hole. You have to yeah. shoot the ball. You know yeah. what I mean? You have to, cause you're not getting in the lane. And, um, I, I mean, docs docs. I mean, he's, I he, they're in second place. I'm not going to criticize the guy, right? They were in, <laughs> they were in the top five when they only had, you know, Tobias, and 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 Embiid as their stars with Maxi, you know, right. surging, right? But some of his rotations still, are questionable. Make, this this is Doc's prove it year. Mm -hmm. if, if they don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, I don't think we see Doc back next season. It's very very questionable rotations. Yep. You know, For and that who, reason. who takes over? You think a guy like Sam Cassell, who's been so great, you think he gets a I shot? I think they might give him his chance just you know? because he's been he's been kind of the hot name mm -hmm. when they have coaching openings and other with other teams. I mean, look at the look at the development of Tyrese Maxey this mm -hmm. year, right? We knew he was good. We didn't yeah. think he would be great this fast. Tyrese Maxey won us a game last night against the number one seed. Yep. Tyrese Maxey, like by himself, took over. And. and what was encouraging about yesterday was Doc finally like realized what other teams used to do against the Sixers. Like they would hunt Reddick, they would mm -hmm. hunt Seth Curry. We hunted Tyler Hero yesterday. Yes. Yep. And put up what? Twelve of fifteen against him. Oh yeah. And I'm run. listen, I'm a Tyler Hero guy, but that dude's a bucket offensively and yeah. defensively because I could I could yeah. score on him like for real his defense is that suspect and I you know watching last night 
like I was like, you gotta take it at hero. Like anyone could shoot over someone. You need to just back him down because he's not strong enough. And finally Tobias did it in the fourth. And I'm like, where has that been? Just take it. And then once they noticed that they started getting cute and just taking at him every single time. Yeah. Every time someone would, he would switch onto the Mm -hmm. ball handler. That ball handler took it to the rim. Yep. Every single time. And it, cause listen, cause he doesn't have the defense. And like, like I said, guys, a bucket on both ends, you're going to score on him and he's going to score on you. And yep. you know, Redick was the same way. He is very much a JJ Redick type player. Um, yep. would I like to have hero on my team? Yeah. Because if he right. had wide open threes, he'd score 40 a game. <laughs> right. Imagine right. him play with Harden. Jesus. Oh my gosh. You know, like, uh, that well, team can shoot. Fair. Miami can shoot, but at the end it was Maxi hitting those threes, and it's been um, the most fun Sixers season, yeah, in quite some time. And it's because they're having fun. Um, I think uh, you can notice when a team chemistry is there, and this team has all the chemistry in the world in the locker room. You know, I love seeing Harden's tweets after the game. I mean, Joel, Joel looked like a big kid at recess last night, right? Like running onto the court just. You know he loves he loves Tyrese. I'll tell you that yeah. right now. Maxi won't go anywhere. <laughs> he will no. get he will play next year under this contract, and then he'll get an extension for five he'll get years. The, the rookie max extension for he'll, sure. He'll get that, um, which is great because I have his autographed jersey. So let's go. Um, yeah. And and I just feel like, it, it, and I don't, I'm not comparing him right because there's no comparison to the top fifty player of all time and Allen Iverson, but. The passion he has had that feel, man. But the pat right, the passion he had for the game, the fun that he has playing the game, and the way he's embraced this city and and the city loves Philadelphia, and we love him. Like we like every time I say Tyrese Maxey to someone, like I love that kid. Like total different than Ben Simmons, total difference than Carson Wentz, total difference than Claude Giroux, right? This is someone, when's the last time you've seen a whole city get behind one player? Like, even Embiid at the beginning, people weren't really behind him. Now they are, right? At the beginning, they were kind of like iffy on Embiid. I remember people said trade Embiid and keep Okafor. Get the fuck out of here, right? (laughs) (laughs) But um, I've never seen, like, the city just gravitate towards someone like this. Like, they did early in Carson's career. Yeah. But man, like this is cr- I, I haven't heard one bad thing about Tyrese Maxey. No, I he's don't a, think he will either. He seems like such a a good kid too. Every post game, it, he's just smiling, having fun. Having fun. Yeah. It's it makes me feel good that like, you know, he realizes he gets to wake up and play a game every day and get paid a lot of money for it. And uh, you know, I think we need more of that in sports. That's why I like Giannis so much. Giannis is like a big kid. He just yeah. goes out there and he's having so much fun, you know, and, and that's what we like to say. Um, now, before we get out of here, I want Matt to give us a little union update for all of our football fans, our soccer fans, if you will. Um, I don't watch them. I'm just going to be honest. So Matt's going to give you a little to. update. <laughs> you need to. I, I was going to interrupt you earlier when you said that the Phillies were the second most exciting team <laughs> in the city behind the, the Sixers because right now it is our Philadelphia Union. Who are sitting atop the standings uh, early in the season, but um, you know when you have a brick wall like Andre Blake in net, uh, I think you're destined to win any game as long as you can 
can get a goal or two on the other team. So, you know, we, we went into New York City last week, some retribution. You know, they beat us last year in the playoffs because uh, six of 11 starters were out due to COVID for Philadelphia. And I think if that's not the case, uh, we're probably talking about the union as, as championship winners uh, conversely. So this year they've kind of had that same hot start. Uh, you know, Bedoya's kind of being the captain as, as we know him to be and, and scoring at will. Um, netted one yesterday. We've got Martinez as our enforcer. Um, it's it's nice to see, uh, you know, the, that team kind of grow together. Um, and, you know, some new additions or coming in from, from Denmark is is going to be a, a huge get for the union, the, the biggest transfer fee that the union have ever played or paid. So uh, exciting times for the union. So if you're not watching them regularly, at least check them out. You know, go to a game live if you can, because it's a really fun atmosphere. But, you know, at least give them a watch, get mm -hmm. excited about the team, because I I think that they have a pretty good chance of, of also being a, a team that can bring a title back to Philadelphia. Who wins first, Sixers or Union? Hot seat. Oh, I, I don't know that the Sixers put it all together this year. I think so Sixers I win in the next three years. I think we get yep. one. I, I would I would not be surprised if the Union won it all this year, though. Wow. All right. So, guys, go watch the Union. I got to start. All right. Like, I only have, uh, you know, now the Flyers aren't on my radar. <laughs> I'm not watching them anymore. Right. It's once a week, you know, Saturdays, sometimes early afternoon. Just my daughter usually naps while their games are on, so it's easy for me. I can just put that on in the background. I can tell you what, they were trying to nap last night. They were trying to go to bed last night. And when Maxie blocked that shot, I woke the whole household up. Like, I don't remember yelling at Sixers games for, I don't I think the last time I yelled is when, when Leonard hit that fadeaway three that, you know what I mean? And I, that was yeah. not happy yelling, right? That was, I haven't been like this invested in, in the Philadelphia 76ers. And this was even before Harden got here, honestly. It's just this team has such a different feel. It's so fun. It's a fun time to be a Philadelphia sports fan. The, the Eagles coming off the playoffs. The Phillies knocking on the door in the playoffs and making big changes to their lineup, which I think is going to put them in the playoffs. The Sixers being a favorite to win the NBA Finals. The Union dominating. And then you have the Flyers. But um, at, least, yeah, at least <laughs> we have four really good teams that could you know make some noise. And uh, we want you to make some noise. So please comment below. Let us know what you think of the show. What do you guys want to talk about? We're going to have some really fun segments coming up where we talk about past things. Like maybe we'll talk about the 08 Phillies or we'll talk about, you know, the the Eagles Super Bowl run. You know, we, we could talk about whatever. We're going to have really fun segments, but let us know what you want to hear. We want to thank you guys for tuning in and waiting a year. I mean, I put this on Facebook. People are super happy that we're back. Matt, thank you for coming back. This was really fun. Um, we'll be doing this bi-week guys um because it's easier to break down news when you have an abundance of it like this show was very easy to do because we could have talked longer but we want to keep it an hour um so we'll do it bi-weekly and during the football season you will see us either every sunday night or monday night or well probably tuesday because i ain't dying recording after monday night football Fuck that. <laughs> right i'm, I'm asleep by halftime anyway um so you'll you'll begin us giving us post game thoughts on the Philadelphia Eagles. That's when you'll get to see me at my fanatic stage because I'm either going to be really hyped or really pissed off. And uh, live Mike will be on for sure. So thank you guys so much, um, Matt. Do you want to tell them where they could follow you? Um, you can follow us at Wiz Whip Pod on Twitter. 
Yep, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at 3CT, the letter A. Philly is in Philadelphia, the number 8, so 3CT affiliate. You don't follow me on Twitter. Follow WizWid. <laughs> um, I'm like on a Twitter break kind of thing. I have my own personal account, but that's just for like 12 people. So thank you guys so much. This is going to be up on YouTube and anywhere you can get your podcast every other week. Please let us know what you want to hear about. What a great time to be a Philly fan. I wish I could sing. I'd be singing the Sixers song, but everybody clap your hands. (laughs) We'll see you in two weeks.